I get a feeling there's going to be a riot. I don't read the newspapers because they all have ugly prints. Yes, and welcome to another fun, festive episode of Tin Foil Hat. We are back in the studios. We're going international this time. I'm sorry I couldn't uh, do a show last week. I got a writing gig I had to work on. So, But we're back. Uh, more relevant than ever. Super excited. A lot of great things going on. Uh, real quick, if you're going to be in Florida next week, I am at the Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, Florida. Bringing an hour of power. Uh, going to really crush it. Then February 14th, Valentine's Day, we have the Ranta Tours at the World Famous Comedy Store with Brandon Schaub and some ladies. And the new album, The Diabolical, go on, goes on pre-order next week. Uh, it will be released in early March, but you can order early so we can go big or go home. Two hours of power, one hour of me just crushing the Sacramento punchline, and the second album is me just eating a dog's dick on stage. So it should be fun. A lot of stuff. You can find it all on samtriplee.com. But let's get into it. Uh, joining me joining me uh, from a really great podcast. He's uh he's a they you know, not I'm doing this conspiracy theory stuff. I've been blessed that a lot of people have come up to me and been like, "Hey, you know, these guys are really good. Those guys are really good cuz it's a hard podcast to book. It's just hard because it's really out of my wheelhouse. So, all you guys on Twitter, your suggestions, all that stuff, that really helps the show and I'm glad everybody really loves Tim Foil Hat. And uh, these guys have been doing it for a little while. They got a really great co- podcast called Those Conspiracy Guys. Please wor- welcome Gordon Rochford, everybody. from uh, where, you, where are you, Gordon, right now? I, I live in Dublin, Ireland. Holy so it's probably shit. the only place in Ireland anyone would know. Yeah, that's probably it. Uh, thanks for tuning in, man. <laughs> I really appreciate it, dude. Tell us a little about your podcast. Yeah, no worries. And uh, where they can find you on social media. Uh, well, the podcast is uh, like a bunch of dudes who smoked too much hash back in the day who have uh, since grown up a small piece and had a bit of critical thinking squeezed into their brains. And uh, we started about two and a half years ago. We wanted to talk about conspiracy theories. Um, I've been sucking the tailpipe of the conspiracy wagon for about 15 years. And uh, me and my my former workmate, we, we came together and just started talking about bullshit and uh you know, the first few shows were the big ones, like 9-11, JFK. And then we started going deeper, deeper, and uh, ended up with some some uh, really weird stories. And then um, a lot of people liked it. And then we get like a million downloads a month. And, and we're, we're trying to we're trying to get into doing live shows and true crime stuff. That is and awesome, talking about, man. Yeah, more more contemporary conspiracy theories. And uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash thoseconspiracyguys. And Twitter is at tconspiracyguys. And we're always up for the chats, you know? Yeah, thank you so much for doing the show. Sounds like yeah, you no guys worries. got a great stuff going on. I'm really ha- happy we connected. Just to let you know that Aaron, who's our sound guy, you can't see him. He hates conspiracies. He trusts the government and his mainstream news. Why would they lie to us? Just to let you know, we have a contrarian. 
in in the room. He just doesn't um, believe, man. He just uh, he can't unplug. He's on that nipple, and I just I'm doing whatever I can to uh, get him to see it. Now I start every podcast. <laughs> granted, this is the fourth episode of uh, hopefully many to come. That I I like to tell people this is not Alex Jones, even though Alex Jones was just on Joe Rogan. I hear it's amazing. I'm super excited to hear it. Let me tell you something, Sam. Let me tell you something. It's not hard. It's not easy to do what I do. Okay, it's not easy. A long time ago, I remember I was starting to get in conspiracy theories and really starting to question everything. And then I saw, you know, Alex Jones a long time ago. I'm miserable. I'm not happy. I'm. I'm. And I go. I never <laughs> wanted to be that guy. So it always forced me to kind of take a step back. And just be like, okay, maybe I don't want to know what's going on. But, you know, with our election, which I'm going to get into you, because I just find it very, uh, uh, you know, interesting that a, a guy from Ireland is, you know, we talk, you sent me a bunch of topics you're very interested in. And a lot of them were very United States uh, focused, let's say, uh, or revolve well, around the United States. What's Ireland is like, if you know, a, a 50 second state or whatever, you know, we, we take all of the TV shows, we have all of the, you know, people said on the show, I'm talking about like referencing Wendy's or something. They're like, how do you know what a Wendy's is? Yeah. Like the things that, you know, it's so interesting. Think we're all like, you know, potato scrumpers. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so cool though. Like that. There's loads of there's loads of stuff happening in the world and a critical mind doesn't uh, doesn't stop where your geography stops, you know, yeah. and I think the American mindset and how their media is made and how it's consumed and then it can be used against you, you know, like these guys, Edward Bernays and stuff, creating this stuff and uh, p polluting people's minds. And there's people there that will believe it. Ireland is real small. Yeah. Like how many Ireland people in Ireland? People, how many right? people in Ireland? Like four and a half million people. That is. And maybe another million Another That's... million Brazilians that are just like un, undocumented. Hold but, on. Um, you got There's a bunch small, of Brazilians you know? in Ireland? <laughs> There's a bunch of everybody in Ireland, man. We're like a a little beige melting pot of, of everywhere. But it's interesting that it's Brazilians, though. It's like very specific. Why why do Brazilians find the desire to move to Ireland? And it's nothing against Ireland, but it just seems like such a, oh, yeah. a, a, a polar opposite from Brazil. Yeah, they're sitting in Sao Paulo with like 42 degrees going, you know what I want you? I would like maybe the sky to be gray and have yeah. rain every like four days in a row. Yeah. That sound good to me. It's like, so Why would you come here? But also the people are nice. And I think there is a kind of a simpatico between the Brazilian mindset of like party, party, party. And then Irish people are all like, oh, you want the party, do you? Do you yeah. want the party? I'll show you how to fucking party. Now, uh, now like, good. Good are there a lot of Brazilian chicks in Ireland? There is, there is, and I haven't myself had a sampling of that poo-poo platter, um, <laughs> but but there are, there are men who have, and um, I mean, we all know about like Brazilian exports. Yeah, uh, right. They're not really usually that good, um, but these these are just. So Gordon, really I want nice, really I, nice I want to ask you something, Gordon. Why I always yeah. ask our guests this: Why do people reject conspiracy? So why does Aaron hate it so much? What? What's your opinion? It's like, it's like that guy in the Matrix. You know, I can't remember the actor's name, but he, he he's in Vice Principals uh, with um, uh, Danny McBride. He's the other the other Vice Principal. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah, the actor's yeah. name. Yeah. And he's sitting opposite the table, and he's going like, eh, "I like the steak. This 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 is a good steak. I mean, I know it's not real, but uh, it tastes good. It, it looks good. It smells good. I mean, put me back in the machine. Like yeah. that's what they want. Is is 
is just the way I like it. I like and the macaroni with the cheese and I like just the way I like it. And that's what they want is just the stuff that they like when they like it. And if anyone comes along and goes, no, no, that's not a thing. 100%. They'll fucking freak out, man. And I, I, I freak love, out. But I'm not saying that uh, uh, your man there is, is a, a contrarian just by having Oh, he is. Some people want to say, you know, they don't want to... They don't want to let loose, man. You know, they don't want to go like, okay, fuck it. Let's start with nothing and see what we can do. Some people are like, oh, it's better to just be in debt than have no money. Yeah. Do you know this? That kind Aaron, of mentality, thoughts. Like, thoughts, Aaron. Uh, I love macaroni and cheese. You really do, <laughs> dude. He loves baseball. He loves macaroni and cheese. He just loves all that stuff. And I, I think it's a very deadly place to be in that our our – the people of this country allow the power elite in this country to just run buckshot over the rest of the world. And like, I'm just, all I do is Facebook is I just go after these alt-right guys who are just like, you know, they should come here legally. My family came here legally. We should come. I'm like, nobody was bombing your country. Nobody mm. was just shelling your country and destroying everything you, you have. You know, it's not like they're coming here because they want. I mean, yes, some people come to America because they want to. These people come here because they have to. They, they're they running. Yeah, but the there's show. no there's no Syrians at home watching reruns of like, you know, the, the Jeffersons or something like that. And being all like, oh, I want to be moving on up to the east side, just like those guys. Yeah. I want to go there. Like, they, nobody's dr sitting in Syria and jerking off over, like, oh, I'd love to get a Big Mac and a real New York New York McDonald's. Whoa. Like, nobody's fucking doing that. They're going, I don't want to get my ass blown up. But at the same time, if they're coming over and they're not coming in, like, if there's people coming into America, and what, <laughs> what happens a lot with Irish people is over the summer, we get a thing called a J-1 visa, which is basically like, um, an alcohol permission slip and then we go to America and just pick a city and then just drink for three months and maybe do a part-time job and say like yeah I've been around the world oh really um, yeah that's a thing like that, that that a lot of people do where they're like oh I want to get a bit of culture where are you going to go <laughs> where are you going to go and live Delaware yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, go, they go there and they get a job in, in you know in a post office or in a you know a, a copy shop or a, at some some restaurant some like real menial job that nobody else can get and they're like where are you from where are you from ireland okay sure do you know what fries are yeah like, and uh, they get that job they work for three months they gain some life experience and they drink a shitload and and make a show of all these uh, american students for how much they can drink yeah we but get it's, that it's, a lot um, it's very it's interesting where I, the irish guys they'll go over there and they'll go yeah okay and i have three months of a visa and then they really like it and they might fall in love with a girl who has like perfectly uh <laughs> perfectly constructed teeth because yes. you all love uh, getting your braces over there and uh, she's, and we have uh, fluoride like, yeah I'm gonna fuck it fuck it I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay until until Christmas and then they stay for like three or four months and then get caught and then get sent out and they're not allowed back for five years or you know what I mean it, it, there's people that will go there and then just stay there oh, and yeah. there is a kind of a fear about like you're kicking her cubes like I, I, I can't get over the mentality of what's happening now, which is like a polarization, not once, but twice, like a polarization of left and right. And another polarization of the right into traditional conservatives and then alt-right and the, 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 the polarization of the left into 
Antifa and mad fucking window breaking bastards. Yeah, and yeah, then the yeah. Other people who were just like, hey, let's like let's have abortions and everything's cool and like women are all right, right? And it just both sides are so caustic. But what's happening? I feel we did just did a, a show on propaganda as our newest show and uh, like trying to trying to like break down what's happened. And it seems like you know with the Occupy Wall Street movement, it was like ninety nine percent versus the one percent. And there was a message, it was clear across the whole organization. Now the message on all sides is la, 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 la. and you're like, who's who's arguing against who? Like what's no here's what's what wrong happened, with you? Dude. And like this is like, and I'll get into this real quick. We've talked about here before, but the, the the whole thing lost on this Trump presidency, and Aaron hates when I say this, is that is that uh Hillary Clinton has a big hand in where we are right now. Like, I've talked about this. Like, we should kidnap Hillary Clinton, tie her to a chair, <laughs> and make her watch CNN on a loop, like a Clockwork Orange style, with her eyes peeled open, <laughs> and we just drop drops in her eyes to see what she... She is the root of all this. And, um, you know, it goes back to... It goes back to the 1990s when they deregulated the media, and that was done on purpose, and it was done to yeah. misinform. So now you created, you know, a, 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 a right side and a left side. And let's I talk about this. Uh, let's say a tree falls on a man, okay? Our Fox mm. News will report that the tree attacked the man, okay? But the, <laughs> the MSNBC side will report that the man attacked the tree. And you're getting the same story, but you're getting different angles from that. And yeah. nobody cares because it plays, and it's why every conspiracy theory, is, it's only a conspiracy theory if it doesn't play to your view of the world. And a great example. Well, this is it. Go on. That's it. Like the thing, the things that the things that you don't see is what's actually going on, and which and is misinformation. Like, which is it yeah, is they're dangling shift Kim Kardashian's arsehole in front of you. Then yeah, yeah. man. I mean, like I, this I think, whole thing I think with it's very Miley's. Weird that, like, go on. Yeah, the, the the thing with them, the the propaganda thing that's happening now uh, is a direct result. You were saying it's Hillary's fault. Like in the third debate. Uh, I think it was at least the third one, and there was a Fox, uh, um, the, the the moderator asked Donald Trump, he's like, uh, Mr. Trump, uh, if you lose, will you agree to concede? And Trump is like, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll answer that question at the time. <laughs> you're great, and, and you're going great like, Trump. You're, you're good. Thanks, man. Thank you. Huge. Tremendous. And, <laughs> and he goes, uh, but... but but Mr. Pre but, but Mr. Trump, like surely, if like if you lose, you'll you it'll be a peaceful transition of power. I told you, I'll tell you at the time. Because he was smart, man. He knew that if he said, "Of course, I'm going to concede," it would be like concede, concede on a loop on all of these channels, and it'll implant that message in people's head. It's what? like, oh no, he's ready to give up now. Oh right? well, we saw so he said, "No, I won't do it." And for weeks after that, Hillary's team and that side said. Uh, Trump won't let a peaceful transition of power happen and there's going to be protests and, and you know, riots and all this stuff. And lo and behold, all the silent majority did, went out and voted. The man is now the president. And it's a complete flip side where you have all of these mad black masked protesters who are virtue signaling but not showing their faces so they can mm, get all that lovely virtue. And you're going like, what, what, what? Conf confusable fucking bullshit is going on. Like, why are they? It's so all backwards and just like 
it is interesting. Doesn't make any man. sense, man. Uh, no logic, like there's a uh, there's a dark hand possibly at work. A lot of people think George Siros is a lot behind a, a yeah, lot of this. That's the thing. A lot of uh, he's funding a lot of these people. Uh, you know, I I was at the women's march. I got zero dollars for it. I yeah, want my money. No, no, no. The notion that everybody there is on the payroll is not it's the provocateurs the guys who are uh, the people sure. who start the uh, start stuff uh, uh, you know a great a great example is occupy wall street so a yeah. big movement happens right aaron a big movement happens the masses are starting to come together to fight you know, injustice. What happens is they send a group in, uh, undercover, masked as uh, protesters or or uh, sit-in-ers, whatever that word might be, and they go in there and they roughshod everything. Uh, you saw with Occupy Wall Street. This group of guys went in there, started tearing, tearing things up, taking hostages, doing stuff. Police came and arrested them, and they were all released because it turns out they were all government officials. Meant there to the, mm. the discredit the movement, and it well, happens constantly. Absolutely, absolutely. So it could be a genuine movement. I mean, seven hundred and fifty thousand women don't walk on Washington for nothing. Yeah. But from a lot of the footage that I was watching, that was it kind of seemed like, hey, let's let's what? Um, excuse me, ma'am. What what are you here marching in Washington for today? And they're just like solidarity, solidarity yeah. with what? Just, just with women, just, you know, yeah. togetherness. Yeah. But that's like that's like some of the tools of propaganda, you know, this like vague, these super vague terms that are like undeniably positive. And if you say like solidarity, that's bullshit. They're like, you're an asshole. How can you be against solidarity? Right. Like, because you don't I'm again, I'm, I'm for solidarity when I'm talking about my morning shite. I want that to be solid. There is know? a but when it's about some vague, weird, like multi signed, uh, insidious, like. Do you know uh, what's her name? Linda Sarsour was the the one of the main organizers of it, and they show like Madonna on the news, and they show uh, uh, you know Miley Cyrus on the news making a speech, but they don't show Linda Sarsour going "Ala Wakbar" <laughs> on the stage because the all of white America would shit all over themselves. Well, there was two like, protesters. Oh there are two protesters. Uh, one was a woman who was arrested and convicted and did time for murder and sexual assault oh, yeah. of a man. And then there was ago, the head who who's for Sharia law. And it's just like nothing was really yeah. talked about <laughs> that's that. That's Linda Sarsour, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That, and, but like it's conveniently left out, you know. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like it's not the whole thing. Lie truth. by omission. It's 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 mm. what they want you to know, and that's the biggest. Well, here's problem. here's a, here's a weird one, right? Uh, last year, well, the 2013, right? The National Defense Authorization Act was was uh, signed in by uh, uh, Obama's administration, right? And this, like, uh, it's basically like a, um, a Department of State legislation, and it's for about public diplomacy and stuff like that. But as you know, with these. Um, like uh, government bills, like I'm a bill and I'm going to turn into a law. Like the I'm only in. a bill sitting here <laughs> on Capitol Hill. So that bill was sitting there and, and nicely, just slightly like mwah, attached to it was this thing called the Smith Munt Act. Ooh, what's so this? it's Smith and Munt, M-U-N-D-T. And what the Smith Munt Act is, uh, it was written into law in 1972 when uh, Richard Nixon was around and he was he was like you they were using propaganda and the CIA were doing all of this uh, shady shit right yeah 
and uh, kind of, you know, the, the stuff like you talk about Jim Jones and the Jonestown massacre. Yeah. We did a show on that. And there's loads of CIA involvement in that. It was maybe like a mind control experiment in, in Guyana. This kind of mad stuff. So so propaganda was kind of outlawed in 72, so to say, by the Smith-Munt Act. In 2013, the reversal of that Smith-Munt Act was tacked onto the National Defense Authorization Act. Really? Which means now America is legally allowed to to propagate propaganda to its own people, which it wasn't allowed to do for the last, like, 45 years. Isn't that... And now, in the last two years, it's been a fucking wash of misinformation, disinformation, polarization, and bipartisanship in the news. You get one side watching this, one side watching that. A bunch like you, Sam, who just go, you know what, this shit is too fucked up. I'm out for a while. I'm going to smoke a bowl and scratch my balls and just relax over here with my mates and not worry about all the shit you're going on with. And then all of a sudden Trump comes in and we're like, oh, fuck, we better think about some stuff because some shit's going down. No, it's very Quick, interesting. Get out, the, get out the internet. They like, are... It's such a weird thing that just tagged on, you know? Yeah. There's a, there was a whole thing going on with Obama, too, about um, about he was going to censor fake news. And everyone really went crazy on that. And then it turned out it mm. wasn't that it was he was going to censor fake news. It was basically... That the government is now allowed to misinform the audience, the, the the country legally, we're allowed that's to miss, and that was just passed. And people are like, and that's the whole problem with with this country right now. We're so in the R's and D's, R's and D's. I'm a D, you're an R. I'm an R, you're a D, and everybody just goes down this line. When I'm always arguing, like, who's behind the R and the D? You know, it's like. Oh, people, man, we got to let people into this country, these Syrians, 100%. But you're arguing about a ban. You're arguing about a travel ban right now. Why is there a travel ban? Well, because they're bombing the shit out of Syria. Who directly has a hand in that? Dude, Hillary Clinton, Obama are, are just a continuation of George Bush's policies. And now this whole thing with... With uh, us putting on Iran, I notice if you saw that, like, like, yeah. like 15 years ago, I forget the name of the general. He talked <laughs> about going into an office. They're like, we're going to bomb this country, this country, this country, this country, yeah. this country. And you think it's about oil, but there's also a little bit of Rothschilds involved with that. And that these none of these these countries that we're bombing have Federal Reserve banks. And now they want to put their banks. It's like oil and banks. And it's just like. And it's not Jews, it's not white people, it's like, it's just power elite people who are all working together, the Saudis with the Rothschilds, with Glencore, with all these groups of people who are just trying to go into these countries that aren't playing ball and force their hand. That's that's like five conspiracy theories in one in like six sentences that you just said. <laughs> and any normal person who has no idea about any like they're like, what's a Rothschild? Yeah, you're like, oh, man, like keep up, you know, uh, it's not a responsibility for everyone to know all that information. Dude, you, can I say something real quick? Everybody real yeah. quick. This uh, someone put something up about, uh, you know. Oh, with a picture of Obama and Trump goes new boss, old boss, uh, same, same owner, yeah. right? And then somebody yeah. put, oh, it's those Rothschilds. And the funniest comment ever is like, why do we have to pick on their children? And I'm like, are you talking about Roth's child? Like, <laughs> I'm like, that's how misinformed people are, man. Yeah. 
It's unbelievable. Tim, Tim Roth. Tim yeah. Roth is going to be running for like. I'm fucking dying. I'm fucking dying over here. You're, You're like, very it's funny. Nothing to do with him, man. What the fuck? What are you so talking let's, about? So let's. It's, it's so. It's so weird though. It's so weird. This cognitive dissonance. You know this. This like misinformation. How they'll put up. They'll. They'll put that stuff up and go like. It, it, like it's it's baiting people. It's conspiracy theorist baiting. So you you that point you said about the seven countries not being part of the the global banking system and you know like Libya and and Yemen and Iran, like that's a valid point. But it's a little bit of stretch to conspiracy theory that there's no real proof in it. The other side of it is there's loads of other Muslim countries that Donald Trump has business uh, um, concerns in, and that's why he's not banning them. But also, those seven countries were put on a list by the Department of Homeland Security in 2011 by Obama's administration. And now Trump was like, leafing tree. he opened a drawer, you know, in the Oval Office, and he's like, uh, Mike, uh, what's this list? It says Love Barack. There's seven. Are we supposed to? Yeah? Okay. Ban on those seven countries. Like, it's a list that was already made, you know? And this thing Iran on notice, they're testing ballistic missiles to go, we have to defend ourselves because... Shit's getting shady. Yeah. And uh, Trump is like, Trump is like, well, what's that I see you with in the back there? Like a teacher in school. Yeah, you know? 100%. Uh, come up to the front. 100%. It, it's, it's so, it's so con- confused and, and, and layered, you know, that it just makes people go, Ugh, I don't want to know. It's so deep. And you got to sit there and digest. I want to get in this Milo thing real quick because Aaron was really excited to talk about it. Uh, Milo. Sure. And then we'll get into some of your stories because I think they're very interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, Milo, uh, I don't, I, I'm not even going to pronounce his last name. It's some long Greek name. Yiannopoulos. Yiannopoulos, obviously gay, Greek, alt-right, a lot of party all in one person. Uh, he does these uh. speeches at colleges and there is a, uh, knee-jerk reaction to them. And, you know, as much as I'm not a fan of his, I'm, you know, because I see what he's doing, which everything he does is the listen a response. I believe that he is a contrarian. I, if you watch him on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, he just pivots off anything that Rogan says. Yes, Rogan he's goes one subdued. way. He's so, he, he pivots. Yeah, Joe, the other Joe's way. a great arguer. Like Joe will catch you up. Like if you drop if you drop a sentence and it's like a word out of place or you don't keep on point, Joe is fucking sharp. He's like. No, no, wait a minute. Go back. What did you just say? Go back. And he call him on the shit. Whereas I like Milo entertainment-wise. I yes. watch him all day making jokes and these little snide remarks. And he has this whole gay thing behind him that he's able to throw out these lines. And it's very funny. And it's almost like political stand-up <laughs> comedy. But he says these things to annoy people. And he says, like, I'm a provocateur. He 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 attacks feminists. He attacks people who, who are... Who are contradicting themselves like feminists who support islam are is contradictory yeah and he's there going like what are you doing uh people think then they take it on a face value there's no satire in it and it's killing comedy it's killing stand-up comedy or, or comedy in, in any form like satirical commentary on a podcast let's say like have a fucking laugh like you can say these things and not mean them you know, it's not like there's no Iranian watching uh, Bill Burr special and going like, oh, I don't like that guy. And he's very white. Yeah. Like, no one's no one watching that stuff and, and really caring. It's comedy. It's supposed to take your mind off it while dealing with it at the same time. There I'm is- sure, Sam, you know, like. If, there, if there's a heckler in the room, someone heckles you. You can't just leave it because you look weak. Yeah, you got to got to. I was I, I, you have to. I did stand up comedy for like six years. And if there's a heckler in the room. You have to deal with it 
and either in involve him or shut him down. Yeah, I get that. And and it's totally true. Here's what's going on with these kids today. Yeah. Uh, as chaotic as the world is, they have it very good. They have it, you know, they have a good, I like their, they, they can get drugs really easy, you know, uh, uh, the porn on their phone, they're empowered. <laughs> Most of the sexuality is acceptable. You know, it's like I'm convinced everybody don't know how hard we had it. in America is bisexual. That you know, it's just like it's just it's and I'm not saying oh they have it so much better than ever, but they have it good and there there needs to be you know, it's it's you know, to go back to the Matrix. There's that saying when he meets the creator, and he's like, you know, we created you know this perfect world, and people hated it. They just they need to yeah. have a fight in them. So what they've taken is to words, and words are their war. They're having a war on words, and this this super left side, this progressive is a is the left's version of McCarthyism. Uh, this witch yeah. hunt of politically incorrectness, and uh, they want to kill. But there's so much. And, like, I do a joke about it right now about the fine print and how there's this, like, hierarchy of oppression. And based upon how high you up, uh, how high you are up on that oppression scale is based on what they'll let you get away with. And I talk about the pinnacle yeah. is uh, gay black midgets. If you're a gay black midget, you can uh, <laughs> scorch the earth. Say you know? anything. Anything yeah. you want. Drop M-bombs, call everybody faggots, and drop your little, your big midget dick on everybody. And uh, everyone will laugh because it's like they're like, oh, your people have been through so much. But if you're on the other end yeah. of that and you're a white guy, uh, it's no, 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 because political correctness replaced common sense. And it just became yes. emotional throw up. And that's what this uh, UC Berkeley thing is. People, I had somebody well, tweet. It's being, it's being supported by legislation, though, man. Like, there's, there's people in New York now. And if you are an employer and you misgender someone by accident, like you can get fined up to $250,000 and you're like, Jesus, I just called you ma'am. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, well, I don't like it. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Like you've got massive titties. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, I just presumed you were a ma'am. Yeah. It's so weird. You especially know? in it's, Los it's Angeles. You call somebody ma'am. You call somebody ma'am. They flip the fuck out. But what it is, it's, it's just trying to give people excuses to emotionally throw up. And they, you know, it's like, yeah. uh, uh, hate crimes is such an interesting thing. It, like, Ideally, it sounds great. Like, if I kill somebody because they're gay, that sounds like, oh, my God, you should rot in jail forever. But what if I kill somebody because I want their wallet? How is that any different? And what it does is just pacifies people. And on top of that, a great example of this is uh, Saturday Night Live. I don't know if you follow Saturday Night Live out here. Um, I do, yeah. Yeah. Saturday Night Live is the king of using, doing what, basically the opposite of what Milo does, but it's the same, it's the different side of the same coin in that they use yes, political correctness, outrage it, to promote their show. To be, it pretends to be bipartisan, but it still has like all the, all the, the lefty, uh, uh, you know, nuances. But I go, it, it pretends goes it has even, to make jokes like. It goes deeper, though. For me, it goes that they use this stuff to promote the show. Like, we have this writer right now who got in trouble for a very yeah. funny tweet about how uh, Barron's going to be the first homeschooled school <laughs> shooter. shooter. Well written, yeah, very fu funny. funny like. And what Saturday Night Live does is they see there's just a tiny, a tiny bit of organic outrage. Very little. Very couple tweets. Mm -hmm. And then they just send it to their PR machine. And the PR machine 
puts it out everywhere. And it's not really is it, it's not I'm outraged. I'll, I'm outraged by this. It's actually like, are you outraged by this? So it puts it starts planning things that you see him do over and over again. They did it with my friend Leslie Jones when she did a great bit about how she's a D1 slave stock. And then she they did a great they did it with my friend Melissa Villasenor. Because she has, she's on the like the the uh, spectrum of autism. She got the show. She started deleting tweets, and one of the tweets was like, "Oh, I'm afraid to go on this date with this black guy." But what people don't understand, is she fucked that black guy later that night. You know what I'm saying? Like she bangs Leather black hair. guys, but some one guy had an outrage by, it and they and they use it to promote. It's the same thing with Amy Schumer, uh, which is what Milo does now. All these UC Berkeley people, they've gone nuts. They've thrashed their own university, which I never understood riding yeah. in your own fucking neighborhood doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And on top of that, now CNN can't stop talking about Milo. You have successfully gave him what he wanted, which is... As well, that's that's his whole point. He's a provocateur. Now, I think the thing with Milo and Leslie Jones was grossly unfair. I think that, uh, you know, the thing that she... Like he shouldn't be saying some shit about like people on their on the face of what they look like, on the face of what they are. But at the same time, if you're a public figure, uh, you know, I'm a fat dude. If someone was like, "Hey, that that fucking fat guy from that podcast," I'd be like, "Well, you got me." But to no, to, to call somebody to make to do some stuff like he's saying, like, "Oh, Ghostbusters is shit," and then there was like some to and fro. And I remember reading those tweets at the time, and it seemed like Milo's people were much more activated much earlier. Like, they were militant way earlier than uh, after Trump got elected, but only when Hillary didn't get in and everybody had found, like, oh, my God, I shit my pants that last night, and they woke up with shit in their pants. They're like, oh, what do we do now? And then the shit went down. But Correct me Milo's if I'm people, wrong. When Milo was getting on, like, Leslie Jones said, go get him, everybody. Go get him. Right. Which is against the, the, the terms and conditions of Twitter. Milo never actually did that. But did he, he was make reference to her being a monkey or a gorilla that's or any awful. of that stuff? Yeah. Did he? That's the thing. Okay. But it was a it was a to and fro, and she was like blah blah blah, and he said blah blah blah, and when he said something like gorilla, I was like, well, that's probably not. Uh, Here's my opinion on yeah, why he doesn't. That, then I want to get into your these things, man. This is a great podcast. Sure. Uh it's. Twitter is like this. People think Twitter is uh, free speech. What uh, free speech applies to the government? People don't realize that. It's like, uh, you know, it's like what was going on in North Dakota where they were arresting journalists covering it. That's a violation of free speech. Milo is not Absolutely. that. Milo is like this. You and I go to a bar. We're celebrating your big birthday. Gordon, Gordon's having a big birthday. He's a big Irish birthday. And we go to bar, and Milo is sitting at the bar. And Milo is just giving you shit constantly. And we tell him to stop. We tell him to stop. We tell him to stop. He should get a, a punch in the face then. Okay, he gets a punch, punch in the, the face. face. Yeah. We have a discussion with him. He doesn't stop. He starts saying some weird shit about uh, Irish and potatoes now. He's hitting hard. It's really. So then you go up to the owner and you the, the bar. You go, listen, man, we're just here to have a birthday. And this guy, Milo, won't yeah. shut up. Well, yeah, we've had a lot of problems with him. This isn't the first time he's done this. This is along the lines of uh, we're going to kick him out. That's my opinion. If Milo yeah. didn't say anything about her being a gorilla or a monkey, that what, yeah, that's not cool. Lot, the only thing is that he's trying to elicit a response. He got a response. It was just more than yes. he expected. 
So let's take that analogy or that allegory a little bit further and go, let's say that Leslie and Milo are in a bar and Milo comes up and goes, your movie was shit. My opinion, movie was shit. And she's like, you know, fuck you, whatever she says, like, you, you know, your white haired devil, like get the fuck out of my face. And then, and then the two of them end up getting in a fight and both of them are punching each other. The decision, like they're both breaking the rules of the bar. Both of them should be removed from the bar. In idealistic because world? Because Leslie... Yes. In a, no, in a, in, a, in a bar where you're having a fight and there's two motherfuckers boxing each other, now it's going to be uh, like, and if, if, if this liberal like free speech and this kind of uh, uh, free speech ban and, and elevating the virtues of people who right. are in minorities, right. it, any black guy that's in a bar fight can just go, yeah, well, they call me the N-word, so um, I've I seen can that stay in here, right? Before. But let's say yeah, this. Yeah, but it's given, it's given free range for those people to be able to call whatever... Uh, um, you know, minority or whatever kind of victimization they have. Like if there's any girl ever and she's like, you know, giving some sass and throwing a drink in a, girl, in a guy's face and the guy is like, fuck you. And he starts shouting, he gets put out and she's okay because of virtue. That is life. That, that that, Leslie, that's what's Leslie going on in this country. Break, that's what's going she on. She did break the Twitter... She did break the Twitter terms and conditions by saying, everybody, go get him. And thousands of people tweeted his account before he was kicked off. Let me ask and you And I think that she should have had some kind of a reprimand rather than let be... You know the victim in that story is Gordon. Well, you know? Let's say you're like, in a I bar. Like her. Like she's... Gordon, let's say you're yeah. in a bar, and uh, you see the Rock. Rock is drunk. He says some mean shit to your girlfriend, and you go up and you go, "Hey, shut the fuck up!" And Rock is at the yeah. bar, and you punch Rock. Are you still there? Are <laughs> oh, you punch the Rock? Rock yeah, punch yeah, you man. back. Who who are they? Who's the bar gonna keep kick out? And who's the bar? Who's the bar gonna want to keep? They're going to want to keep yeah, the rock guess, in the uh, bar. I guess the I rock mean, wins. Idealistically, right? yeah, you should so. both be thrown out, but who's more important to the bar? Having the rock, Dwayne Johnson, in the bar is more important than having my good friend Gordon, the fucking Irish conspiracy theorist. Yeah, who nobody knows. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the other side of it then. I mean, good, it's just, good analogy tennis there. Thank Sam. you. Got thank it. you. That's a good analogy if people can <laughs> work it out, you know. So I, I do. I don't think that Milo's right in a lot of the stuff he says. I think he's a, a bit of a weird provocateur. Uh, yeah. But he's for a people contrarian. to go and smash up Berkeley, yeah, absolutely, man. But I think what's happening with those people as well is they want the 60s. They want to have something to fight for. Like you said, they have everything so free. Porn is on their phone. Like, they've never had any hardship. Like, some have, obviously. But, you know, pretty much never had any hardship. Like, in the 90s, when I was growing up, I wanted it to be the 60s, too. Because it was like, free love and loads of weed. So, I grew my hair long. I learned how to play guitar. I wore baggy jeans. And I listened to, like, The Doors. And I just had my own little 60s, you know, in my little town in Ireland. And, you know, tried to make a few gigs. And had, like, uh, you know, rock star moments to, like, 15 people. And I was like, I fucking, I'm alive! Yeah. Uh, these people now are like, oh, there's a movement going on. I want it to be the 60s. You know, bra burning has, has passed. We can't do that. Uh, you know, all right, who's being oppressed? Okay, let's fight for them. Like, let's fucking protest. Yes. Like, it's something to do, you know. Um, I think that's what's happening a lot. And there's a lot of virtue signaling and people maybe, like, going a bit too far on both sides. I think and it is we the say in job, our show, you know, check your source. Of the liberals to teach the progressives... I don't know which one's the farther on the left, whether they're liberals or progressives. I've asked that question, but I think liberals believe in open mind and progressives are idealistic. That's my opinion. You could flip the names, whatever. I think it's very important yeah. for the liberals to teach the progressives, stop looking at what is happening here and look at what's happening 
behind the scenes. So you're getting angry. Yeah, but they at- can't do that though. There's a mainstream media that's stopping them doing that, and they're using like Chomsky's five filters. You know, Noam Chomsky wrote that uh, manufacturing consent, and in it they talk about the propaganda model, which is like uh, concentrated ownership and flack. And you're going like, if you say anything, people are going to give you shit. Uh, all the networks are owned by pretty much the same people Six propagating people. the same message. Like, how 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 can how can Johnny Normal face fight against that if the information that he's getting is either declared fake news, like you're talking about Infowars and whatever Milo puts out, uh, Gavin McGuinness at the Rebel.media, you're you're listening to that, or you're going and watching, you know, Sean Hannity, or you're watching uh, uh, Megyn Kelly, or you're watching, you know, anybody on CNN. Rachel Maddow, and she's like shouting, she's uh, crying, roaring, crying at the screen. You know, uh, for like, for uh, I I just want to say this. I hate that Rachel Maddow. For I mean, like, when you get a relationship as a man, when you get a relationship with women, women tend to teach you to try to wean you off your bad habits, and they're very good at it. And that's why you tend to live longer when you're in a relationship. Now, I feel like men to collectively. We need to start teaching women to stop watching the news. It is their version of pornography. <laughs> like, I come home yeah. and my girlfriend is, like, trying to find the remote to change the channel off of CNN. CNN. She got busted. Yeah. Jerking she, off to the news. Yeah. She can't stop watching <laughs> Don Lemon. Just anytime Don Lemon is fucking moving his mouth, he is lying. He is you come f- home and you're like. Give me your hand. Let me smell your hand. Yeah. What are you watching? Like, yeah. yeah. And it's just like she stumbles for it. And it's just propaganda. And I'm slowly, she's starting to realize, like, it's all bullshit. And it's just like, you know, they get you mad at Trump for wanting to deport these people when they don't tell you that Obama deported almost 3 million illegals, man. And that, yeah. that this is well, a it's, continuation. It's convenient not to have that. It's convenient not to have that information because it matches the narrative. And what have we been shown on TV for the last 10 years is narrative. And what's happened is reality TV, the hemorrhage, the, the, the hemorrhoid of reality TV has burst and is now bleeding into the bowel of the news. Yes. And, and you know, it's, it's not, it's not going to make anything but a big bloody toilet bowl. Um, what do I know? I'm fucking Irish. Like, I don't know nothing about No, American you know politics, a lot, I, dude, I love stuff. this interview. This has been a lot of fun. I'm... Thanks, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to understand it because, like, it, it, you know, it affects me. Like, 80 percent of our audience is uh, American. You know, uh, I started putting up stuff after the after the first um, debate, and you know, I'm kind of going, yeah, this is a good idea. Hey, this is a good idea. And I find that whatever I put up for Trump, the Hillary people who were listening to me, who were conspiracy theorists, who were fans of the show, are going, no, I don't like that, and I don't like you anymore. Unfollow. And then yep. I do the same the other side and go, come on. Trump shouldn't be doing that shit. And then the Trump guys are all like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, I don't like what you're saying. Dude, uh, you it's such face. a good and then impression. They're, and then they're unfollowing us <laughs> then as well. And you just end up with a Facebook feed <laughs> and you're watching Facebook and Facebook is just going, you're the best. Everything you think is right. Everything you, you've ever thought has been perfectly formed as a thought and nothing you say is wrong. And on both sides. And then they meet somebody who has something else to say and they're going, bah, 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 bah. you're like, just listen to each other. No, listen one, to people. One hundred percent. And and you'll find a middle ground that's normalcy. Yeah. You know, but uh, again, the the five filters from from Chomsky's propaganda model. The fifth filter is a common enemy. And when Chomsky wrote it in nineteen eighty eight, 
the common enemy for America was communism. So think about it. There's been the Nazis. Then they went, Jesus, that really worked well to power the war machine. Let's hate somebody else. Who is there? Communists. Ah, well, they were with us in World War II. Ah, fuck it. Communists are Putin. Let's go after the communists. Red Scare, all the way into the 80s. Then it was like the Mujahideen. It was like, you know, uh, uh, Iran, Iraq. And and the, the... yeah, Islamic terror. Well, it was. They weren't terrorists at the time. They were. They were insurgents. They were the elite Republican guard. It was like, we're we're bringing over freedom, we're bringing over American values, and maybe a McDonald's. Yeah. Like, okay, George. And By the way, they all the are 90s, over there. McDonald's, yeah, Wendy's, then, Subways. They're all over the place. Uh, and you go, you go Planet into the Hollywood, and it's all anti-Islam, 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 and then two thousand and one. You know, the, the big show, shit goes down, and then it's like, right, Islam is done. Yeah. Fuck them. And for the last, like, 20 years, so we had, like, 10 years of anti-Nazis, 50 years of anti-communists, and then the last, like, maybe 30 years of anti-Islam. There always has to be an enemy, because if there's no enemy, there's no fight. If there's no fight, there's no fun. No, 100%. And it's really bad. Now that there's no real enemy, they're turning American people against each other, and you're going, that's how you get fucked, man. That is how you get fucked. Yeah, cons- it's so interesting. I want to get in that whole conspiracy thing about Hillary, like her people, but I, I want to move on because you're talking about the military and you, you know, you brought up some great stuff you wanted to talk about that I really liked. And uh, I wanted to find the stuff real quick. Hold on. That you, oh, yeah, we have a bunch of shows and a lot of them aren't really political. Some of them are you know, kind of weird. We have a show on Sasquatch, uh, we have a show on like aliens, uh, and Area 51, and we have one on like Atlantis and uh, loads of different stuff. And we have a website as well, thoseconspiracyguys.com. And uh, like all the, the sources and stuff that we that we talk about uh, in the show Aaron, are, are done out in articles on the website. So, uh, is there anyone right after us? Can we go a little over? Okay. Do you have time to go a little over or you got you got place to be? Oh, absolutely, man. I'd love to. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I want to get into this underground stuff, uh, these underground military bases. <laughs> so I want because our military yeah, is everywhere. And I mean, I tell people in the Star Wars movie, America is the empire. We are the ones who are have troops everywhere. We're regulating. Yeah. Anybody who goes against us is the resistance, is rebels. Um, uh, now that we call them terrorists, if you actually look at our own country, when we fought the British, we would be terrorists. That we are, people are doing to us what we did to the British to get our uh, to claim our country and, and not be you know sure. under the under the British control. So we are the original the terrorists, Empire. you know. But yeah. we are the damn and like. A friend of mine was telling me about these underwater bases and all this stuff. So when you brought yeah. up these underground bases, like, what are we talking about? Take us kind of through this, man, because, you know, you brought up a bunch of stuff, and I heard Pizzagate and all that stuff I talked about. But, like, you're the first <laughs> yeah. one to bring up some stuff. Like, I, well, we had last week, we had Dr. Mary's Monkeys, which was very interesting. But tell me about these underground bases. What What is this about? Well, the way we organize our, our um, seasons, there's kind of like teams running through them. So like season one was kind of false flags and season two was uh, paranormal and aliens. And season three was more um, like political movements and assassinations and stuff. So there's kind of like threads of each. But in each season, there's like a paranormal one and a political one and a kind of an odd one. And this is one of the odd ones. Like it's dumbs, right? They're called deep underground military bases, right? Dumbs, right? And How funny is that? Dumbs. dumbs. They're called dumbs. Yeah. And... These are these these are these like uh, you know uh, Cheyenne. If, have you ever watched the TV show Jericho? Yes. 
and it has it has uh, what's your man's name? Skeet Ulrich in it. What an amazing <laughs> name! So Skeet, Skeet, Skeet. He has Skeet Ulrich in it, right? And he uh, uh, basically is fighting against this empire again. This like you know the they, the the great they that nobody knows who they are, and they're in an underground bunker. Or you see it in Terminator Three when the kids are escaping to go to this underground bunker, and apparently it's like dug out of limestone and it's like it can fit like thousands and thousands of people. And the man who brought that to the world in, in you know, a, a cogent and believable manner is this guy called Phil Schneider. Yeah. And he's a geologist, right? He's a geologist. And he's the one who made up the technology to be able to blow the rock away from the side of the, the, the mountains without, like, causing fissures and cracks so the whole thing would fall in later on. And it's done with, like, superheated stuff. So you've heard of thermite. So they use a kind of a thermite which kind of melts the rock sheer. In, in, in he, the middle of the mountain. In the middle of the mountain. So he's like digging these holes and then you build these huge big chambers and stuff like that, right? So Phil Schneider, he was able to speak like 11 languages. He he worked for a contractor, worked for the army and uh, like he's an engineer. So he was doing this stuff. And when he finished his contract, he came out and he went on this like tour and he went with this guy called Al Bielik. And when you talk about the Montauk project, which is all about like time travel and the Philadelphia experiment, which we have a show on as well, which is like an army boat that had like this Tesla Einstein uh, technology on it that was able to make it go invisible. But really, it went back in time, like all of these military what? conspiracies. Yeah, yeah. Crazy Do you think shit, it right? really went so, back in time? Well, there's 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 apparent witness proof that it did go back in time. But really, it's an old guy who's really good at making up lies and then remembering his lies going on a big tour around the whole country, telling them to people, and people are so, writing down frantically going, So hold on, do you think these dumb things are, are lies? You think these underground things are lies? Well, the, you see, we did another show about the Denver International Airport, yeah, and underneath Denver that? International Airport, apparently under Denver International Airport, there's another one of these giant, uh, I guess it's like a survival bunker for the, the rich and famous, um, the, the military high-ups and uh, the government officials, We'll all go to Denver and they'll get into this elevator and it brings them down seven floors and, uh, you know, they can they can live there for, for years and it has all the all the stuff. But nobody has ever been in it. Right. So you can see when you listen to our show that loads of them like intersect. So we kind of have to chop off bits and just deal with it piece by piece. So Phil Schneider was a geologist. He came out and he takes off his jumper, you know, and he has all these scars and shit on him. And he's like, and he's missing two fingers, right? So he's like missing his first and second finger and a bit of his thumb. And he says, that's because when he was doing some excavation, he fell down a hole into a nest of aliens that the government had kept in a separate cavern away from the cavern that was made for humans. And then they started shooting laser guns at him and he nearly died. And a green beret came and took him and saved him. And he said, you know what? I'm not, I'm, I have no fealty to the government anymore. I'm going to tell everyone about these deep underground military bases and the fact that uh, the U.S. government has contact with aliens that are shooting maybe lasers. in control or maybe you're shooting lasers and shit, right? So he he, he made these like uh, maps of of the Dulce um, in New Mexico and Dulce to have one of these underground military bases and in it they're holding uh, loads of these animal species. Like if you've ever watched Independence Day, yeah, and and Will Smith goes <laughs> goes down the thing and he's like, I've got something awesome to show you. Come here. And there's like a fucking just an alien in a, in a can. Like Phil Schneider says that that's a real thing, and it's called the the uh, Theater of Nightmares. They call it. Uh, Theater of Dulce. Nightmares. 
the theater of oh, nightmares. theaters of nightmares. Oh my god. Yeah. That, right. Do you believe this? So Phil Schneider goes on. I, well, I mean, shit. You have to believe the man. He's he's taught, He hasn't got his fingers. He's going. <laughs> Look, I got my fingers. He's not going to. Aaron, do you believe the going, theater of nightmares? I want to. <laughs> yeah, it's me too. See, we're starting to yeah, change, Aaron. I see him. He's opening. <laughs> he's sitting at home going, oh, man, they'll never believe me if I'm not missing these fingers. And he just puts them on the hob on the cooker, and he's just like. That is so believe funny. believe me now. If he did oh, that, fucked, that's man. crazy, dude. That is crazy. Yeah. But then you talk about, like, the D Denver International Airport, and people, like, this is the mentality of some conspiracy theorists where they will make up their mind and then go and find the evidence exactly for that stuff it's a confirmation but bias. do they it's throw like, out the evidence that doesn't fit somewhat absolutely. like dick cheney so, and weapons of mass destruction yeah absolutely yeah get dr david kelly to to tell everybody but um who killed himself shot twice in the back of the head worst suicide i've ever seen yeah so uh the, the, in denver international airport apparently there's these signs all over the place that indicate that underneath it is are these huge caverns that can fit like two hundred thousand people right and there's artwork on the wall. I don't know if you want to look up the art. Have you got a computer in front of you, yes, Sam? You can look this yes, artwork up. Yeah. This shit is this shit is bananas, right? This shit is bananas, right? There's this artist called Leo Tanguma. So L-E-O-T-A-N-G-U-M-A. Okay. And he was commissioned to paint these murals. And they're all over they're not there anymore now, but they're all over the walls of this Denver International Airport. And basically, they depict some kind of a weird apocalypse porn where there's like uh, a soldier in a green gas mask with a scimitar, which indicates he may be neo-Arab of some kind. And he's cutting the head off of a dove, which is like, you know, killing peace. And then there's loads of women all Holy holding shit, like small babies. Yeah. All holding small babies and crying over them, which is apparently uh, an, an allusion to the great eugenics conspiracy that they're going to sterilize everybody in the world and only let some people have babies. Which I'm not against. And some people are saying, well, they're already doing that, uh, allegedly already doing that with Planned Parenthood. I mean, that's a whole other show, right? Yeah. Um, really? And, and eugenics oh, was dude, you just totally hit light. with Aaron. Aaron is. Aaron will not hear that. Aaron, what do you. Triggered. Trigger. Aaron is triggered. Look at some of this that's the, art. That's, that's yeah, some weird theory. Nazi so guy thing. just trying to kill off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, or there's one, there's one weird one where there's a load of animals, like the animals of Farthing Wood. They're all like lined up against each other, and there's like a dead uh, leopard. I'm only doing this from memory now. There's like a dead leopard in the middle, and then behind them, there's like a mushroom cloud, and then there's like a white kid, a black kid, and like a, a like a Mexican kid or something like that. And they're around these like. Oh coffins. yeah, here it is. Here it is. It's fucking wild, right? They were on the walls in the airport, and people are going through with their with their hand luggage, like tick, 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 across the little thing, going like, "Oh my god, honey, look at that! There's a dead leopard. That's disgusting." Well, that's like, a big thing in PizzaGate is that that uh, the, the the Podestas uh, they have all this weird, freaky art in their house. They have one thing from Jeffrey right. Dahmer, right? This yeah, weird the backwards. The backwards man. Yeah, who's like Dahmer he took one of his victims and put him in the bed and took a picture of his like with his head cut off doing some weird downward dog shit. Right? Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Like that that pizza guy stuff is is really inflammatory and people are disavowing it and they're going like, no, it can't be true. It can't be true. But but it can't be true because they don't want it to be. Yeah. Because in the UK, there's like this Jimmy guy Savali. called Jimmy Savile. I don't know. Yeah. 
Like Jimmy, <laughs> you make him sound like some Italian gangster. Oh, like, yeah. hey, it's Jimmy Savali over yeah, here. Well, how hey, do you Jimmy. Say Jimmy, Sa- Jimmy. Jimmy Savile. Savile, okay. I love that. And he, he was part he was part of this, uh, hey, Jimmy, he was part of this thing like uh, uh, called Operation U-Tree, which was uh, like exposing this pedophile ring in Westminster. And it was like uh, former Prime Minister Ted Heath was uh, like uh, the former Prime Minister of England was uh, like involved in this thing, you know, uh, so, uh, somehow allegedly. And um, like loads of like prominent politicians and and, and BBC, uh, you know, stars like British Broadcast and, you know, the, the, the English main English TV channel. And like all of these guys are accused of having like <laughs> ragamuffin Oliver Twist kids like coming in and they're selling them all off. And it's this house down in Westminster near the near the 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 government buildings and they'd all go down there on their lunch and like fuck a kid or whatever. And um like that you think it can't happen with PCA? Yeah, of course it can happen, man. Organized people who want to do shit will do shit. Uh when you That's have not, psychopaths, not, you know? anything's possible when it comes to a power, Absolutely. passion and money I mean, they will do anything and if you think about this like in yeah. particular like your power playing places such as washington dc hollywood uh any power place uh british parliament you know they, it takes a certain type of person to go to those cities those areas those those uh, uh buildings or those uh organizations uh you have to be a little bit crazy and you gotta like, kind of like, want to yeah. operate at a different level than everybody else. Like, they always say this: behind every great fortune, there's a great crime. And the notion that that the reason they can't believe Hillary Clinton is a part of it, and we've talked about this before in this podcast, is yeah. that she's a woman, and they would not see their mother or their grandmother, or yeah. their sisters, or that's, their aunts that's, doing that's the, it. That's the virtue get out of jail free card. That's like, if you're black or a woman or, you know, gay, you can say whatever you like. And it's like, you kind of can't. Yeah. Um, why is there, you know what I mean? You kind of, you have to, everyone is equal. Just because we're white cis males doesn't mean we get shit on. Have uh, you heard about this lady, not, like, Laura Gaylor? Laura Gaylor. Yeah. No, I haven't. No. She no. was a uh, part of the whole Haitian kidnapping crew. You, you remember? Did you oh, wow. ever hear about uh, Hillary Clinton's foundation got in trouble because this woman named Laura <laughs> kidnapped kids right like off the streets? They weren't even they weren't even Jesus. orphans. See, she just grabbed them off the streets and she got busted, arrested, and convicted and did time in Haiti. Wow, I've heard about like Bill Clinton being on like the pedo plane or whatever. Yeah, uh, like rumors of that stuff or whatever. But like, uh, where does that stuff stop? You know, there's there's talk then of the Clinton Foundation raising money for Haiti and then Haiti never saw a dollar of it. Like, where do all these stories go? Where does all this stuff go? It's just washed away in a big mudslide of bullshit because like Trump said pussy. Yeah. One time. Well, the reason I bring you up this I mean? Laura like, chick is that she now yeah. she got convicted, she got out. Guess what? She's she goes by the name Laura Gaylor, and guess who she works for now? Amber the Alerts. Department of Social Services. Amber oh, Alerts. Oh my God. Amber. So Sense. she's right at the top now. Yeah, she she went right back in to the same business she was in before. Like that's she, fucking audacious, man. Right. And people are just like, oh, yeah, no, well, this I is mean, impossible. No, dude. I remember, do you remember that Eddie Murphy movie, The Distinguished Gentleman, you know, yeah. and they're sitting around uh, in, in the fishing area and there's like old black man, you know, this the, the oldest, wisest guy. And he's like, 
they're all talking about how they're going, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to rob a bank. We're going to do this thing. And the old black man is going, you know why Willis Sutton used to rob banks? <laughs> and Eddie Murphy's like, why? He says, that's where the money is. <laughs> and you're like, okay. That makes sense. If you want to, if you want to get, if you want to get missing kids and put them into a pedophile network and no one will ever find them, where do you go? Where the missing Amber kids alert. are. Like that's. Yeah. 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 That's, that sounds bananas, man. It's but Pizzagate does have something to it. And the art that um, they were alleging um, the Podesta's having, like, uh, I can't remember the artist's name now, but, like, so, have you seen some of those pictures of, of kids, like, cartoon kids, and they're in their underwear, and their their hands are tied together, and they're looking over their shoulders real sheepish? Like, some of it's really fucking weird, man. No, it's all weird. You should, you should like... You know, yeah. there's that, that woman who does all the live performances... That I forget what her name is. Yeah. There's pictures of her and Lady Gaga together. There's pictures of Will Ferrell yeah. at these things. Like, it's what's deep the, shit, called, uh, man. Spirit cooking. Spirit cooking, is yeah. it? Um, she has like she has like a Slavic name. Something of itch. I can't remember. Well, my whole... But oh, yeah, like, I have like, it right here. Hold on. I Here's what my opinion is. The reason I wanted to bring this up with you is that I believe that she is... Uh, the guy who's going to take the fall for this is Anthony Weiner. They're gonna pin yeah, so much of this on him. They're gonna Wiener. Yeah, they're gonna pin. Well, you know the reason, yeah. in my opinion, why the second he sexed, F- he sexed the fifteen-year-old or something, didn't he? Well, yeah, but but the reason they went crazy on like the second group of Hillary's emails being on another computer was then they blamed it on they blamed it on Anthony Weiner, but it was really Huma's computer that they found it on. And the reason they flipped yeah. out about Huma having the, the document is because there is a speculated direct coral connection between her and the Muslim Brotherhood and the the Saudis. Like the Saudis funded the Muslim Brotherhood, the 9/11 attacks, and all this stuff, and she has her mother and her father are very high up at the Muslim Brotherhood. Now, there are, not everybody in Washington D.C. is on the payroll. Not everybody is playing ball. There are people who aren't on the payroll who aren't playing ball. Now everybody gets mad at Comey. They're like Comey tried to ruin the Clintons. Well, the Comey got the Clintons off during the Glencore uh, yeah. when uh, the Clintons, on the last day of Bill Clinton's administration, he pardoned a guy named Mark him, Rich, though, who was uh, who worked for Glencore. Now, who's Glencore? Glencore is a multi-international um, corporation who works with all the bad guys. They're, they're, they help North Korea get aluminum for their nuclear war uh, with Iran to get them whatever they need. They work with people who have uh, embargoes against them. That's what they did, and that's why it was so controversial. Well, after Clinton pardoned this guy, Rich, I believe is his last name, uh, there was an investigation. The investigator, who is the counsel, who was it? Comey. Comey, pardon? Yeah. Clinton. It's all that, that's, inside baseball, man. But why do you... <laughs> inside baseball. Why do you think Donald went in and just went, Hey, everyone, you fired. You, out. You, you fired. Fired, fired. Like, So you seem to be more pro-Trump are... than uh, uh, most. Are you pro-Trump? I'm not pro-Trump. I'm pro, like, let's get the fuck on with this thing because there's no taking a man out of office unless he's shot in the face. Yeah. Like, that's that's the thing. He is the president. Swallow your bullshit. Let's all move on together because if you're, like, lighting fires 
and blowing up your college as a protest for some gay lad making some jokes about Hillary Clinton and Islam, then you're not actually doing anything only jerking off your brains. Yeah. You're doing nothing good. You're doing nothing productive. It's destructive. And it's not going to make him not president. Yeah. Like this is, it, it's not the 60s. And even in the 60s, that shit didn't work. And they just gave everybody the sunshine acid and they all got fucked up and then just fell asleep and they didn't do anything. Like, okay, cultural stuff. If you wanna, yeah. If you want to get your shit together <laughs> and you're a student, take four years, get real hot. And then you go and run for, for office in four years' time. You go and do that thing. But for right now, everybody should just get on with it, get over it. They still think, I think some people still think there's a way back, you know? And right up until, like, the 19th of January, people were like, oh, the popular vote. Oh, like, let's turn, let's get rid of the little electoral college. Like, that's something, like, something. No. Get on with it. If it was here in Ireland, we'd just be like, well, fuck it. Come on, should we go? Come on, we may do something about it now. Like, just get on with it. Just do it. Let me ask uh, you. And be constructive. Do be you constructive. think like, don't there's be fighting, a darker thing at work with these protests? I always believe when something big is being covered, something shady yeah. is going on in the back. Yeah. Uh, do you think it was the it, Iran that maybe we're finally going into Iran? Uh, I mean, do you have any thoughts about what could be the devious thing that Aaron questions me with a snarky look? What, Aaron? What? I think something very dark was in play with the Cubs World Series parade. Okay. I, you, I do think that. You think something happened? Yes. There's some weird shit going yes, on. Yes, this yes. is coming from a St. Louis Cardinal fan. Yes, I think there was something Are wrong. you mocking me right now? <laughs> yes. I okay. All right. I'm fine with that, fucking contrarian. I think, I think Sam, there's two sides of it, right? Right. It's either... Uh, Trump is the hero of the day who has defeated the political elitists and used his own money to get himself into a position where he can put his businessman friends who are going to run America like a business and not like a kindergarten. And they're going to like stop all of this like molly coddling and, and throwing money away on refuge. I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious now, obviously. Throwing money away on refugees and paying for abortions in other countries and, you know, all this other stuff that's way, that's a waste of money. He's going to run it strictly like a business, a hatchet man who's hired on to take on the uh, United States of America Incorporated and, and bring it back to a financial state that more represents its greatness, quote-unquote. Or... Uh, oh, yeah, and part of that is that George Soros and his, you know, uh, protest wing are super organized against protesting, protesting that so that, uh, you know, it, it may get overturned. Or the other side of it is that Hillary Clinton missed out. She was wanting to take over as the new head of the New World Order and make the TPP a thing and make, you know, uh, reverse Brexit and join the world government together under a world bank. And she'd be just as tyrannical as people are saying Trump is now. And that the George Soros uh, 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 crowds would be subjugated and, you know, black lives still wouldn't matter. And it'll all be insidious. The other side of that, like if either one of them is correct, we're, we're all fucked, right. you know? Like we're all we're all we're all fucked if either one of them is correct. But you have to you have to go like what have we got to work with right now? When all this protest stuff is going on, Trump could be fucking signing in anything. Like he he's putting a lot of billionaires and, and millionaires yeah. in office. 
It's uh, it's like, crazy. It, it doesn't make any sense. I think and the, the great diff- white hope is Elon Musk, who's sitting on his shoulder, like uh, you know, in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, when Will had to make a decision, and he had like a red, a red will and a white will, and like Elon Musk is sitting on his shoulder, going, "No, you should do that because solar power." And then Steve Bannon is on his other shoulder, going, "No, fuck that shit." Like, yeah, it, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's a weird situation that people don't have no previous experience of. So why not just go? Okay, I've never eaten this meal before. What is it? Duck vaginas? Okay, let's tr- let's fucking. Yeah, I wish people could quack, do that, quack, baby. This is delicious. They've you know? just been conditioned. And the, here's my whole thing about Hillary and Trump. I I tell people mm. the difference between Hillary and Trump is this: your significant other is cheating on you. Do you want to know about it, or do you not want to know about it? Because with Hillary, yeah, you wouldn't know about it. That's it. She's gonna do the yeah. exact same thing. They all met with Kissinger. He's a fucking walking war criminal. They they meet with yeah. the same people. And I bet you when he got in there, they just sat him down going, dude, play ball or fucking get out. The difference between – and I I, a, I did a show with my friend Maz Jabrani, and then we'll wrap it up here in a few. I did a show with sure. my friend Maz Jabrani, and uh, I was telling him, like, dude, it's all, it's all fucking pro wrestling. And he just – I saw like his head start to shatter. Like pro he, wrestling, that's exactly what it is, man. You know, it's just like there's Vince Vince McMahon is up there pulling all these. There's the whether it's the Rothschilds, yeah. the fucking and uh, all the other power elite people. But you know, uh, what, what was my point with that? Oh, it's just like they can't come to grips with that. That the. The Democrats have to play to their base. They have to pass gay legislation to give people gay marriage. They have to, you know, work on the gender gap in pay. They have to do those things that seem like common sense and good things to keep their base energized. Whereas the Republicans, yeah. their base is more blunt and blunt. Yeah, it's like money. Let's make money. Make Let's money. Make America Fuck great you again. and, and your like, feelings. Yeah. And they could be more obvious with what they're doing. Whereas the Clintons were Republicans with just a fucking fake facade. And that's my my opinion. And I told everybody the difference between Trump and Hillary is like, how do you want your evil? Blunt force trauma or surgical? Because the Clintons are yeah. surgical. Yeah. They're going to cut and dice. It is. It's, it is. Why you don't Both sides it? of it, you're fucked. But if you're not, if you're if you're standing around and it's like blunt force trauma or surgical, either one, if you don't know what's coming, either one is going to be shitty. But at least if you know which one it is and you're accepting of it and you're willing to 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 take the consequences of it, you know, and not be fooled and not be led by somebody else and fed a story that then you repeat ad infinitum to anybody who listen to you. And if and no one will listen to you, shout it at people who you don't like. Yeah, it's so a weird, weird thing, Sam. I, this is the last thing on that that I'll say is that there's a lot of talk about fascism. And I don't think people are really realizing what fascism really is or what they're shouting because they're shouting somebody else's words, right? Fascism is a movement or a regime. This is the definition from the dictionary. Movement or a regime that exalts nation and often race above the individual stands for centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader and then severe economic and social regimentation and forcible suppression of opposition. Both sides are guilty of some of those things. But yeah. the liberal left, apart from the dictatorial leader, has forcible suppression, severe economic and social regimentation, and they exalt nation and often race above the individual, but to the positive as a virtue, as a virtue signaling effort, but it's still exalting race above the individual and subjugating 
who white people for some reason just because like we had it kind of good for a while like that is the definition of fascism is what they're doing and out in black masks not even able to be proud of showing their face that they're fighting for their cause they're covering their face with with black masks and and you know the italians used to do it with black shirts covering their fucking face blowing shit up and then going fuck trump why just cuz yep i've always I, said I, this I, dude. I can't get behind that white, can't get behind that shit man white people are not more evil they're just better at no. it they're just better <laughs> at it we're just think, and you're mo- pissed I think off most white people are actually grand just like most black people most brown people most yellow people we're all pretty much grand but like who's on the money do you know what I mean? Well, it, it's just my who, whole theory is this: like the, who's on the these piece of paper people next to your don't ball. get it. These these protesters, they're they're fighting for groups, and it's not the only group is matter is power elite versus the poor, and they get the poor fighting with each other. Black Lives Matter, the women's movement, the gay movement, the 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 North Dakota, they should all be marching together. That's what they should be yeah, doing. And, nobody, and they won't. They're all do fighting it. amongst each other. And nobody is looking up. Yep. That's the problem. They're getting played Nobody's by the same up. fucking people. The same yeah, people yeah. are doing shit to get you mad. And, you know, as long as you get yours, and that's my biggest problem with the left, as long as they get theirs, they don't care what's going on. Like the gay bill for, for uh, gay marriage. That passed. Guess what else passed with that? Monsanto's can't get sued by anybody in the United States. And they slip, yep. and nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about that. You know that. what they did? We did an episode on Monsanto there just before Christmas, and like you can see how our episodes can end up being five or six hours long, right? Yeah. We did an episode on Monsanto, and uh, did you know that Monsanto, uh, they've done it already before in the 90s, right? But most recently, they've taken all of the um, cases against like PCB cancer creating chemicals, uh, and they've annexed their company in half. And then the half that was profitable, they sold and amalgamated with Bayer, which is a German pharmaceutical company. Yeah. And the other part of the company that they had all the uh, the people who were waiting on payments for like having a majillion tumors all over their fucking heads and face. Those people will never get money because the, the company that they were suing has now just gone out of business. Yep. Like that's how Monsanto does business. They're evil and, as fuck. And we're not looking at that. We're not looking at that. We're eating fucking corn chips and watching the news going, oh, them, them, them fascists, they're, they're, them's doing... Them's doing awful things in Berkeley, California, like eating fucking, you know, nachos. Like, what, what, what's going on? You, know? you are a man of a thousand voices. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. You are great. Uh, yeah. I don't want, I don't want your audience to think that I'm a mad like governmental dude. Like, we do loads of different shows. Like, we did a yeah. show on psychedelics. We did a show on ghosts and Ed and Lorraine Warren, and we did one on the Titanic. Or like Paul McCartney is actually dead. I want to talk uh, about on... all that shit. You know, we got really yeah, into what's going on. We never, I'd love to do a Paul. I've been dying to do, I, I know you're a busy guy. If you can ever come on again, dude, I want to sit down and no just bother. go through the Paul <laughs> McCartney thing, dude. Because I love that. That's what this show's about. Guys, this has been a great one. Uh, real quick, man, just tell them again where they can find Gordon, where they can find you guys. Uh, well, wherever you get podcasts, we're on it. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, you know, Podbean, whenever, whatever you find it. Uh, those Conspiracy Guys is the name of the show. Uh, we've got about 60-something episodes. We do uh, live shows as well on YouTube Live. And we're on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com slash those conspiracy guys, at T Conspiracy Guys on Twitter. And um, I, I don't know, like, if you want to reach out and, and contact us by email, uh, we're info at those conspiracy guys.com. We get a lot of emails because people don't want to put that shit out publicly and they're like, 
man, that thing you said in that show really, you know, touched my touched my heart and tickled my balls. And, you know, I really I really resonated with that stuff. Like we try to be impartial. We try to be, you know, truthful and funny. And while all this stuff is so fucking serious, man, we need to put a bit of like a couple of dick jokes just sprinkled over Dude, it. Like my whole point with this podcast. Parmesan cheese. That's what it is, man. I don't want to be Alex Jones, dude. As much as I like that no. guy, I just want to have fun with this. I want to see if I can just get fucking Aaron to buy into some of this shit. That's my whole thing. Is Pull like, him in, man. I can pick if I can get Aaron. Aaron is gonna get so much information; it's gonna start seeping into that <laughs> skull of his. Hey, man, you were great, you gotta, dude. You gotta get him smoking DMT, man, and uh, and then and then tell him loads of lies. <laughs> you were awesome. What did you say? Thank you so much Thanks, for coming on, for man. Me on, man. Let's do it again. Let's talk soon. Absolutely. Let's get you on regular. I'd love to talk. It's, I know you're busy, but, man, if we could have you on, get you here at the States, having people here, everything you got to say. Thanks I really would love to come to America. That's the that's the, the, the end goal. I want a TV show and, and try and make this stuff comedy. And, like, you know. Let's talk, dude. The information is there. Do, dude. I'm in. Easy. I'm in, dude. All Thanks, right, man. dude. You're the best. Take care, Gordon. Thanks for tuning in, man. Guys. Uh, so that was a great podcast. I had a lot of fun. I love talk. We didn't get into as many conspiracies, but we kind of talk what's going on. Guys, I cannot, I cannot, um, I cannot suggest enough that you start paying attention, looking into what's really going on and having fun with it. Don't drive yourself crazy. It's been driving me crazy and I have to check myself once in a while, but it's important to really look what's going on. What's going on behind the scenes, question what's going on. I had a great time today. I really love everybody who listened to this thing. I think it's very important, guys. Always remember, man, uh, support your local rebellion, and thanks for tuning in to Tinfoil Hat. And uh, any suggestions, positive or negative, please let me know. I'm always looking to make this podcast better. Try to do it on a more uh, a regular basis. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to try to get Brandon Walsh and Duncan Trussell on here soon. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Bye.